Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. Please join us over at rivianstories.com for all the latest Rivian news. Maybe pick up yourself a t-shirt while you're there. Thanks. We're very excited about the year ahead and, and uh, looking forward to looking forward to getting a lot more vehicles on the road and, and our path towards profitability. Thank you, everyone. This concludes today's conference call. Thank you for participating. You may now disconnect. All right. So fun stuff. Jimmy, you want to get us started with, with any McGovern takeaways? Um, no, you're going to give me a couple of minutes. All right. So, well, I've got the one that, and it came up in the chat, but the one that I think is going to be most visible to the community and the customer base, and that is expanding the current footprint of 28 service centers to 54 by the end of the year. That is a big deal. And that's yeah. going to be huge for Rivian from an operational perspective and being able to more easily deliver more vehicles and hopefully reduce those service wait times that, that we've talked talked a lot about and get service centers closer to people that do not have service centers close today. So that's, right. that's a big one. I think what we're going to end up seeing though with the, the additional uh, service centers are going to be your Portland um, name, a suburb outside of Seattle and Bellevue, like Redmond, maybe, or is it Redmond for you people that live in Washington state? Um, it's going to, it's going to look like a lot more getting just outside of that area to then spread out the footprint footprint in areas that are seeing wait times in June already, especially until legislation, geez Louise, legislation happens that allows for service centers in states like North Carolina, Georgia, a few of those other states that aren't allowed to have South Carolina, thank you, Alex, um, that aren't allowed to have service centers currently. Yeah, no, pretty interesting, but I think that that was a huge takeaway. The the other huge consumer focus takeaway that that was new today is announcement of the MaxPack R1S, which I know I saw Rashad comment and others. That's that's going to be a big thing for people. Um, now. I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate there just a little bit because you know that's 390 miles of range on 21s and so that's an increase of a little bit more than 70 miles of range right so I'm sure that'll make a difference for some people but for most people I don't think that's going to change how they would use the vehicle much but we'll see i'm i'm excited about it <laughs> alex we should all go change our configs <laughs> uh next one for me would be the re-rate that they are planning to, planning to do mid 24 which would then bump up from 50 to 85 so um, six sixty-five to eighty-five, if I'm not mistaken. 
um, with regards to R1 production capacity. Yeah, I mean, that's significant. And matter of fact, I'm sure they're going to need that to stay in front of the reservation, you know, backlog. Um, yeah. Because, man, I'll tell you what, I I know, and granted, they're not talking about this yet, but they've mentioned the backlog into 2024 with the reservations that are on the books today. But so many of the people that, see r1ts or my r1s they're like how much does it cost to reserve one and how how soon would i get it um people are still plunking down the reservations at current prices even that do not qualify for you know the federal tax incentives i i think people see the value in the vehicles and are impressed by them so we'll see from a financial perspective the the news that i thought was big was that yeah they're forecasting positive gross margins in 2024 and obviously over the course of 2023 the burn rate um the cash that they're burning is going to go down and with 11 and a half billion dollars of cash in the bank that that does provide them pretty good runway right and you know mentioning that 2025 is really that sweet spot where they're going to be able to hopefully not only um more than cover costs but you know Claire mentioned something about investing in the future of Rivian. So mm. who, who knows when shareholders will actually see something like a dividend, but hopefully I'm, I'm just hoping that that means that the stock price goes back up and stays up because I, I invested, I'm normally a pretty conservative investor. I invested too much in Rivian. And took yeah. it in the pants. Yeah, you and me both, but you and me both. Yeah, uh, conundrum. I don't think, unless I heard wrong, I thought it was more like an, an additional five percent when it came to microtransactions, not twenty five percent. Well, uh, right. So the to kind of break that down a little bit is they think that um, the non-vehicle side of the business will contribute, you know, an extra 5% in their overall margins. Yeah. So it's going to be much smaller numbers at much higher gross margins for that portion of the business, if that makes sense, that will contribute an overall 5% increase to company-wide gross margins. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, we're, we're knocking on the door of March, obviously tomorrow, but we're a month and change away from the RAN no longer being free for the 10-ish locations, I think, that are currently online. So it'll be interesting once, it'll be interesting to see in next call when or if they at least talk about what they're making from the ran and the ran sites they currently have yeah i i do think that yeah they're counting a little bit more on 
subscription revenues for various things, including their fleet platform. Once more of the commercial vans make their way out there. And yeah, I'm sure that there's going to be a subscription component for the consumer side as well. We still need to see what the membership program is all about, what all's included, what does it cost, so on and so forth. But um, I don't know. Yeah, so Stephen, real quick, while you got that question out, um, if you go to Rivian's site under charging, scroll down halfway and you'll see at least the sites they're announcing. There are a few sites that have been spotted and are being used by people that Rivian does not have live yet on the truck or on the site like Blowing Rock there in North Carolina that's currently up. Um, and Connor, thank you for posting that link. Sorry, and I'm I'm catching up in the chat over here to see if there's anything that, golly, it kind of blew up there, man. It did blow up. Um, but yeah, I... <laughs> I still want to see more RAND sites and God, it, it is disappointing just from a consumer point of view when, you know, there's supposed to be this magical charging network. And yeah, I think there's only two that are coming soon in Texas, which I was reminded the other day when I spent some time at the Capitol, um, Texas is the ninth largest economy in the world um and yeah we'll we'll have two ran chargers so that's exciting but texans also think that texas is the biggest state no we're not the united states of america alaska is not according not according to most texans we're saying. <laughs> whatever bro anyway <laughs> thanks tim for hanging out okay let's see it, it is pretty cool to see uh uh, who posted that link for new service centers? Um, I lost it. Anyways, so the service centers are up on the, whoever posted that link. I missed it. I apologize. Um, anyways, if you look, Jacksonville is now officially on the map as a service center coming soon, which is pretty sweet. Yep. So Rashad just asked, you know, what is what is the difference between kind of pre-orders and reservation holders? And Rashad, that is where they drew the hard line about as a reservation holder, you know, there is no pricing tied to your reservation at all. That's where they made it really clear that hey, pricing and options can change based on where you are in line and, you know, when you might actually take delivery. And Bob, yes, you you are correct. We uh, Bob said Texas is crazy cheap for Electrify America. Jimmy, I think Florida is as well because it's by the minute. Yeah. Yeah, so... Bob, one one hundred percent. I I actually did some charging not this last weekend, but the weekend before, and uh, because I was getting faster charging, I was lower in state of charge, so I was getting good speeds. It was like 
eight or nine cents a kilowatt hour, which is less than I pay charging at home. So pretty impressive, but also not a sustainable business model, in my opinion. I want to say, uh, Manny, that there are still some sites in Florida that are by minute, not by kilowatt hour. I want to say that EVgo is still by minute. I could be wrong. Well, cool. And yeah, and an update for those that are here that did not know, which I don't know if anybody knows, but Kyle had an emergency appendectomy late late last week, Jimmy. Is that right? Yeah, when uh, early early Wednesday morning. Okay. Yep. And uh, yeah, we we actually tried to record with him yesterday, and his. Yeah, he he had to go rest. So um anyway. Yep, so uh thoughts and prayers for the entire Schultz family. Yep, he's he's still on the road to recovery. Okay. And let's see. Latest distribution of BIL funds. Oh, infrastructure bill. The the Nevi program, I don't really I, know. yeah, I'm 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 not following that one, but I do think that Rivian is going to want to have stations that um, they submit for federal funding under the infrastructure bill, the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Program, and that means that those could not be. Rivian specific, uh, yeah. they're they're going to have to open it up, and I hope that helps us see more Rivian Adventure Network charging stations because I haven't been able to use one yet, but I've heard that they work amazingly. Yeah, um, Mike, Mike, you said that there were twenty rands. I had no idea that there were that many open already, with ninety nine point two percent of them being on the West Coast. That's insane. Yeah. So middle of the country soon, I hope. Uh, other than Colorado, Colorado had got what? The first two, yeah. something like that. And Gerald's asking about Nevi funding, requiring them to be built along alternative fuel corridors. So no, there, there have been alternative fuel corridors, um, that are planned, which is major highways and interstates. The requirement there is that there are charging stations that qualify every 50 or meet their requirements every 50 miles. The federal requirement for rural locations is to have charging sites that meet their spec every 100 miles. The plan here in Texas, because the states are actually responsible for the plans. They submit that to USDOT. Here in Texas, the plan is, even in rural locations, every 70 miles is is what Texas has written their plan to. So, well, cool. So, any, any other questions? Or any other comments? Anything else that we should talk about before we wrap things up? Um, I've got one, but I don't know if I'm allowed to share it. 
based off of the email that you and I got today. It, em, embargo was over at 4.15 p.m., Jimmy. Yeah, for the um, the thing going on in Georgia. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I would think that they only told us there was an embargo until 4.15 p.m. So I guess we can share with the group here. Um, RJ and Georgia politicians are having an event tomorrow and I don't have the email up in front of me, Jimmy, but uh, I'm getting there. There is, there is a press event and I guess it's about the, um, I mean, obviously about Rivian and their investment in Georgia. Uh, yeah. So March 1st, 2 PM, the governor, mm -hmm. RJ, Lieutenant Governor, and some other people will be uh, providing remarks celebrating Rivian's partnership with Georgia. Following the program, media will also have the opportunity to explore multiple Rivian R1T and R1S vehicles. Yeah. Uh, so March 1st, 2 p.m., I'm sure that video will be going, it'll be hitting the news cycle at some point. Oh, yeah. With, cool. Without a doubt. Press, press will be there. So yeah. it'll be a big deal. Um, so uh, Tony actually sends his regrets. He is in Georgia getting ready for tomorrow's event. Oh, nice. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Heck of a deal. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. And yeah, hope we need to, we need to do another backers chat soon, um, Jimmy. So we, we need to get that on the books for sure. I mean, do we just need to put ourselves on the spot and just pick a date? Yes, but not right now. Because Gosh, it, I'm I'm gonna wrap this up and run run to take a bio break. But anyway. <laughs> right. Well, I'm texting you when we get off here and we need to pick a date. All right, done. Thanks, All thanks right. guys for coming out. Thanks, Skylar, for running this bad boy. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks everybody. Have a good evening. Bye. Yeah, see you guys.